Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. Jane. How's it going, Mike? I am craving a grilled chicken Caesar salad with homemade dressing right now. What? Yeah. That sounds so fucking so good. So after we record this intro, I will be cooking that. And uh, if you'd like to have a crisp lettuce leaf with me, you're more than welcome to join me. Thank you. I will be joining you for that. Cool. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm really excited about this dinner. <laughs> um, we are here to present a Spotlight Series episode. Yeah, these are businesses and people that we believe in and we want to share with all of you so that hopefully you're up on something brand new that you didn't know about or if it's somebody that you love, maybe we can dig in a little bit deeper with you. Yeah, this this episode was really cool. It's a special one to me because we met Britt and Kendra from Oso Verde Farms when we were in Portland in April and we were at the Initiative, which is a cannabis uh, it's an accelerator to launch female executives in the cannabis space that was founded by Amy Margolis. And we were interviewing Amy, and um, Britt and Kendra were also there. So we got to sit down with them and talk about their business, which is an LGBTQ-owned business. And they're also rolling out a very cool new venture that is um, called Mendy, the Mendy Co., that is in beta with the Women's World Cup. It's like CBD for recovery for yeah. athletes. Yeah. Amazing. So we uh, sat down with them for a quick, short interview, and we really got into it in like a, sh a short time. We talk about a lot of cool stuff. A lot of cool stuff. They were very open, mm -hmm. very honest. Yeah. And I want to go back up north and hang out with them on their farm. Yeah, me too. Right? Yes. I'll bring my acoustic guitar that I don't know how to play, but I'll pretend. Oh, I'll bring a harmonica that I don't know how to play. It'll, Perfect. It'll be great. <laughs> we, are, we are going to be invited to hang out for upwards of 20 minutes before they, we are asked to leave. It'll be a nightmare. <laughs> it would be a nightmare. This was a great conversation, and I'm very happy that they were able to launch during the Women's World Cup because they put it into the air in this episode. Yeah. That come 2020 Olympics, they want to be the CBD that is representing USA. Yeah, so cool. So without further ado, here is our interview with Britt and Kendra of Oso Verde Farms. Whoop, whoop. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? Fantastic. We have two very special guests in a serendipitous way today. Yeah. We are here with Britt and Kendra with Oso Verde Farms here in Oregon. Yeah, hey guys. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> to start, would you want to give a little rundown about yourselves and then also your business? Sure, yeah. Um, well, we co-founded Oso Verde Farms back in 2000. 17. 16. 16. Yeah. And, <laughs> and we're down in uh, Southern Oregon. We're a tier two uh, mixed use canopy, which means we have both uh, light depth outdoor flower and we also have indoor flower. Um, and we came from Humboldt County was where we learned to grow. So we actually, I'm from Oregon, so we're not from down there, but we, that's where we learned to grow. We were down there for, what were we down there for? Uh, nearly a decade. Yeah. Yeah, learning how to grow high-quality flower in bulk. So um, that's kind of that's that's what we've been doing. Yeah. I don't want to steal the thunder, Kendra. You yeah, he, he pretty much sums it up. <laughs> so you you co-own the operation. We do, 
And are you both cultivators? We, uh, yes. Now we've moved into a business leadership role. Um, that's kind of the sad part about being a farmer is once you own a business, it kind of consumes, you switch over to the business side. But also but, congrats because that means you're successful. So you have to like have people help you. Yeah. Well, thank you. It is. That's a good way of looking at it. It is. It's definitely been a challenge because, hey, man, I like to grow, you know, and then we had to step back and, you know, be in charge of these folks that are growing for us. So. And now you're here talking to us, and yeah. they're, they're on the farm. <laughs> yes, they, they exactly. <laughs> is that uh, was it difficult to find people that you trusted to, to be with your plants? Yeah, I think it's more about teaching people, and um, I think that's kind of the fun part. The only uh, side part is that this industry has a lot of turnover, so that has been difficult. And um, you know, we're in a rural location, so. Um, getting people to drive out to the farm uh, has been such a, a task because we're, you know, 20 minutes from the nearest town. So they can't just like live in a tent on the property like the old days? No. The regulations won't allow it in our county. Interesting. So, so that's yeah. not a possibility anymore. It's not a possibility anymore. But we did, what we did do is we, <laughs> we did create little cabins, like tiny homes um, for people's structures to to live there. So we do have a set number that do live there from time to time. Um, and then they're mainly our main farmers. And then we have our laborers and the trimmers. But yeah, that old charm of trimming and, you know, having all the eclectic group come, the artists and the beatniks and, you yeah. know, that's From not, this country and beyond, yeah. unfortunately, yeah, those days I'm, kind of are over. Uh, oh, no yeah. more oh, somebody shows up with an acoustic guitar on their back. and Well, uh, no, well, they, they still, still do. do. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, that but, still does yeah. happen, and we encourage it, of yeah. course. Yeah. But I think them being on paper is the choice that they make, you know. Right. So they, they're not really stoked about that. <laughs> and are you guys a year-round grow operation? We are. We are. Wow. Yeah. Holy cow. Because of our indoor. Where did you, how, why, why? Like, why did you start growing? What was, how did you start getting into cannabis? And then you were like, oh, I want to create life. Yeah, well, it is actually a very interesting story. So here I was at home in Oregon, minding my own business, working for a multinational architecture engineering firm, not happy. And Kendra had a roommate, you know, up here in Portland, she had a roommate that was like, dude, come on down to Humboldt. You're going to love it. We're out in the country and it's gorgeous and you'll make a little bit of money. So Kendra's like, dude, I guess. So she tried it and then she went down there and she's like, Britt, seriously, dude, you need to come down here. So I did, and I was like, oh my God, I see what the hype's about. So then um, I packed it up, came, I came home, packed up, quit my job, and I moved down there full time. But talk about what it was like down there for you. Yeah, I mean, I used to work for a bank, same thing, worked in like an office, uh, had to dress up every day, and I just was sick of that structure. And then, yeah, my friend was like, you know, this is back when pounds used to go for 5,000. Um, a pound and my friend was like you'll make way more than a doctor come do this this lifestyle is way more fun it's more a high quality of life and so yeah it was completely different I mean even just using your body differently um, in Humboldt you all the grows were you know quarter mile out of where you actually the road was so you have to haul everything in um, you're totally off-grid it's definitely an outlaw situation and um, we were lucky enough to land on a farm that was 
you know, super great and healthy. Um, so yeah, we, we pretty much thrived there and, and of course, you know, moved up in the command chain and yeah, became like lead farmers and also, you know, kind of running the business too. In that time, I mean, I think what a lot of people know about it is some of the, you know, like the documentaries that have come out on Netflix, like Murder Mountain or any of that kind of stuff. Did you guys experience any of that? sort of the darker side of that industry or it because it sounds like it was a really beautiful bucolic time for you yeah um it was definitely a lawless time and we Mm -hmm. were exactly near murder mountain we were on murder mountain it was a nickname given to that mountain uh, back in the day um, because people do go missing and it's not you know it is sad um there is like i said it's a lawless time it was a lawless time um but there is a really good community there in humboldt the you know the hippies moved up there and created this ecosystem and i think as it grew with more money and greed happen um you'll see the different you know it'd be interesting if someone did a documentary of the history of that um because in the beginning i think it was meant to be a beautiful thing um and yes there were farms that were not great and i think people yeah as it evolved um, different drugs did come in there and I think that's what's kind of happening down there now is it's not just um, cannabis as where before it was like you know certain farms really had no, a strict rule of just like it's just cannabis you know and I think the different drugs come into play and it creates a different dynamic but well what yeah. motivated your move away from Humboldt to back to Oregon Guns? Was it just people, uh, no. people carrying guns? No, and they were like, I it no. It, I think just creating something for ourselves, and um, I think a couple times too close, too many helicopters on top of your head, and regulations pinching you. Um, I definitely have had my plants cut down by the federal agents. Um, oh, and my, tears would roll down my face. Yeah, yeah it did. They do. It did. When you've worked at something all, you know this couple months to grow and then they come in and they hack it down and you just watch them up from a ridge it's pretty depressing but I think um, legalization and freeing the plant is something that I've always been you know looking at like there's a bigger bigger issue here and that's access for everyone Um, this plant has done wonders for so many and the quality of life that it can provide versus you know what we're our day-to-day norm is for like recovery or pain management anything like that so I think you know for us to move it was more like what's the bigger picture here legalization to to open this plant up and Mm -hmm. free the plant Mm -hmm. yeah it definitely was and so, you know, we, it was also a perfect timing thing. We were at that point where it was like, okay, Oregon just went legal. Let's go home. Let's, do, let's, let's open up our own place. Let's do this for ourselves and our friends. So uh, when we first started, we, we moved up here. And I say, we, you know, we kind of existed in a little bit of a bubble because we brought all of our friends up with us. And so there we were out in the middle of, you know, rural Oregon with um, this incredible cast of characters that's, just having a great time. That's so cool. I'm picturing both of you in these um, corporations yeah. where you're working for someone else in this weird movie montage where you're like, I'm out of here. Yeah. And then it fast forwards and then it changes and now you are the heads of those corporations, <laughs> but it's in a very like beautiful and welcoming way where you're like doing the right thing for a bunch of people. Like it, it, well, there was this like cool redemption story. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, thank you. Yeah, the, the irony is not lost, uh, c- certainly. Yeah. 
I, th- I don't. I don't mean. It. I personally, I'm like. I think that's what we need. We need leaders who have hearts in the right place, who are creating great product, who also have seen the other side of it, so they don't forget what it could be. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 old charm that um, you know really the beatniks, the hippies, and you know the eclectic artists really did develop this business, and I think we tried to keep that as much as we could. Even at the farm, we even tried to keep the land a certain amount that did that doesn't have weed on it because every pot grower has this problem if there's space you put a plant there and you grow it um so you know i think trying to preserve that space of 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 that old charm is what we did do um as the price dropped per market share you know it, it really that's when it was like oh man we can't pay people these enormous salaries anymore and I think that was like our biggest struggle you know with the market struggle. and the supply and demand that's been happening and the regulations that you know that's also been our biggest challenge <laughs> what does life look like on Oso Verde farm right now oh man they are knee deep in work yeah they are we've got our starts we're getting ready to get them in the ground um it's everything is looking so good yeah do you have flagships that you're excited about strain wise yeah we do yeah we have um we've got like wedding crasher um we've got um wedding cake we've got mimosa and the ice cream cake ice cream cake two of my faves yeah we've got (laughs) a lot of cultivars that are you know that come from california um, we've got the gassy strains, you know, we've, we've, we've contacted and been with, um, been talking to all of the different breeders in this rec market. You have to have the next, the next strain. That's like, oh my goodness, this thing is amazing. It's like, we all remember when Girl Scout cookies came out, we were like, oh, this is so great. You know? So that's, I remember the first time I got weed that didn't have seeds in it. And I lost my mind. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Called Pine Bud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. What does the supply chain look like then? How, how do people get your flour? We're lucky in the sense that we were able to move through quite a bit of our flour this year. So, I mean, that's always so exciting. You know, we do have friends that are sitting there, you know, still with product. Right, because um, there's sort of a glut of cannabis on the legal marijuana market in Oregon right now, right? There is a little bit, yeah. And why is that happening? Can you say a little bit about it? Um, I think the regulations came out and they wanted, originally, I think they wanted anyone and everyone to come in. Um, I think their intentions were good with, like, the licensing, but they over-licensed. So you, we have, I don't know, over 900 farms in Oregon, and I don't think they realize that Southern Oregon has been producing weed um, for years, since the 60s as well. People came up from San Francisco, and they came to Humboldt, and they came to Southern Oregon. Um, I don't think regulate regulatory specialists realize how much weed Oregon can grow the west coast is definitely the best coast (laughs) just kidding Um, for for growing weed it really is it has the climate and um, down in southern Oregon we have a microclimate so all these farms went up because they've been doing that Um, I I think the people didn't realize how much Oregon has been supplying the entire nation um, so when people went legal they applied for those licenses and now we have an abundance of, of farmers and um, you know a farm in southern Oregon can grow 2,000 to 4,000 pounds no problem 
So I don't think they realized that we could grow that much. So you're standing out with your excellent genetics and your superior farming skills. It's true. <laughs> well, and we, we like do think so. in yeah. Oregon, because we learned in Humble to do light depth, not a lot of people in Oregon did light depth. They still just do the full term. And so we can get two crops in. So we come out in July when the, when the market is kind of more dry for fresh pot. Um, fresh weed um, so that kind of is is our little trick to to beat the market and to be you know have more fresh weed awesome yeah. seriously that's awesome and are you guys here today for any specific reason here at the initiative <laughs> yeah why yes we are <laughs> that's funny um, yes we are in fact we have started with uh, three other co-founders we've started a company uh, called Mendy, and it is a uh, it's a CBD line, as well as a THC line, uh, targeting elite athletes for pain uh, management and recovery. Wow! Yeah, so we were accepted into this business accelerator, um, and it's for um, over fifty percent of the founders have to be women, and um, it's kind of tackling that issue in the world. Um, that inequity of the, the male-founded yes. cannabis companies? Yes. Yes. And and so we applied and we were accepted. And so now we're, our brand is exploding and we've gotten a lot of hype and we're um, developing these products and we have a direct line with athletes, starting with women's soccer players. Our CEO and co-founder, uh, Rachel Rapino is twin sisters with Megan Rapino. Yo! Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> no so joke, we right? are starting with um, the women's national team and also the uh, pro leagues there. And we are working in development, tight development to develop these product, this product line. So it's not just another CBD company that's going to be on the shelf. We're actually having innovative um, products for the active person. And it's not just elite athletes. It's, it's everyone. But, yes, we are starting with the elite athletes to develop that. Specifically for training and recovery. Yes. Right? That's amazing. Correct. Yes. Mendy? Yes. Mendy. M-E-N-D-I. Ooh, very satisfying look. I can yeah. already picture a logo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, to wrap up really quick, because I know you both have to go, uh, in this brief time that we've all spoken, like, I don't know, I feel very good around you. Uh, oh, Like, thank you, you give a very good, like, calm, nice vibe. And I was just wondering if it's because you have found something that you want to dedicate your life to, or if it's because you are taking this new like product and now you are like just invigorated in a way that, you know, you're always chasing the next way to create something that could be beneficial, but also um, make an impact. Like, why are you happy? (laughs) (laughs) Such a good question. Well, I think, you know, I was going to make a joke about us both being gay, but that doesn't feel appropriate. Um, <laughs> no, but I, if you want to deflect, deflect. <laughs> Get out of there. I don't know. We're happy people, and we're, we're definitely doing something. I don't want to speak for you, but, I, yeah, I, you know, we, we've been best friends for years and years before any of this, so I think there's probably that comfortability. <laughs> um, but we're doing something that we really love, for sure, and I'm, it's nice to hear you say that, and so I guess that's coming through. It really is. It really is. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah. And I, you know, like I said, I think that this plant can do, like, it can move mountains for people. I truly believe in this plant. And I'm not going to stop until every single person in America believes that as well. Where could everyone find all of the things that are cool? (laughs) 
<laughs> all of the things that are cool, like yeah. Mindy or like all of oh, them. Uh, Oso Verde. Um, Oso Verde is uh, um, in over 50 dispensaries in the Oregon market, um, and that's growing. Um, and then, so any local dispensary, you can kind of look and check for us. They might not have it right now because we're sold out until our next batch comes in July. Um, and then um, Mindy is going to be online. We're going to have a direct commerce site for that. And then we also will be in different CBD stores and different, hopefully, grocery stores as they allow um, CBD to be in those. Grocery stores. Yeah, isn't, isn't that nuts? cool? That's it's wild. So awesome. Yeah, we'll be able to stroll into Whole Foods and like yes, pick hopefully. up some broccoli. And yeah, as soon as they, hopefully. yeah, or Amazon. <laughs> I mean, look, we're we're really gonna push the limits there. Um, yeah, we we hope to be with Mindy, um, the first cannabis company, um, at the 2020 Olympics. Wow. That would be amazing. Yeah. Just oh, a little goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no we'll big see deal. if we can do it. Just like the most like. Uh, Olympic gold goals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then is there any social media also for all of this? Like at yeah. Instagram or anything? Yeah. So there's um, for Oso Verde Farms. It's at Oso Verde Farms um, for Instagram. Um, we also have our website. Um, that's OsoVerdeFarms.com. We also have Mindy at the Mindy Co. Same with the website, themindyco.com. Awesome. Yes. Olympic gold goals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Britt and Kendra, thank you so much for chatting with us. Awesome. Yeah, thank you, thank guys. you guys. This is awesome that you guys do this. It's yeah. good. Thanks. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.